I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, we are fresh from our Adam Hess two party, Dave. Oh yeah, yes we are, aren't we? So that was like, uh, weirdly, if we'd have planned it better, we should have done that as like a season finale. But um, uh, no, instead it's just sort of in the middle because of circumstance. But never mind, we are back now with just the regular one-parters, which, you know, people might be disappointed with, people might be thrilled about, because some would say <laughs> you can have too much Adam Hess. Not me! <laughs> <laughs> but some might. Uh, the laugh you can hear is the uh, voice of this week's friend. It's the wonderful comedy writer and actor and podcaster herself. Uh, it's Beth Granville. Hi, Beth. Hi. Um, so, yeah, just to catch you up on what happened, we had Adam in uh, uh, two weeks ago and we spent so long talking about his just obsession with friends in general that we didn't actually get around to talking about his episode until about 40 minutes in. That's so, hilarious. And so Adam Hess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very much just a stream of consciousness about Friends, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So we ended up doing a two-parter, like off of Friends, yeah. uh, with a cliffhanger, which was very much not a cliffhanger. But there you go. So look, here's the thing. If you talk for too long today, we might have to just cut you off like Adam mm-hmm. Hess. Well, I'm going to go for a three-parter. I'm going to try and like out to Adam now. Yeah, so part one is just going to be sort of general chitter-chatter about life. Then we'll just talk about Friends in part two, and then you're episode in part three that's yeah, yeah perfect great uh, so yeah well look, come on let's try our best to to do the old traditional one episode podcast shall we yes um t- talk to us about friends uh beth granville what is your uh, history and relationship with the tv show friends um well it was a funny thing in our house because my mum quite liked it and my dad hated it um Ooh. i was very much brought up on a comedy diet of like rick mail from my dad yeah um and he just thought it was the most saccharine awful thing and he'd be like no i can't stay in the room while friends is on um and my mum quite liked it and i always liked all the comedy my dad liked so like it was like oh i'm torn now because i quite like this but my dad doesn't think it's cool so it can't be cool right <laughs> Um, Then I had friends at school that were obsessed with it. They had the pencil cases, probably the mugs, like the mug I've just bought you, Dave. Yes. Central Perk mug. Just to catch you up, Pete, uh, Beth has brought me an actual Central Perk mug uh, into the studio today. People are bringing you all sorts of series, aren't they? You've had food and now you've had a mug. I know, I'm excited. Is it enough to move you down to London, do you think? (laughs) Are we talking a giant... Central Perk style coffee cup is that yes. what's going on? Yeah, literally, like the actual oh. the actual thing with the Central Perk. You're on Instagram. I'm about to tag Dave in a story with it, so you'll get to see it. Oh, okay. There you go. You can get a glimpse behind the magic of your own podcast, Pete. <laughs> 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 what a real treat. Um, but yeah, I've always... Do you know what? It's one of those things that, weirdly, I never knew that I always wanted until I had it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. now I'm like They're the best gifts. Right, considering that how much I love Friends... I should have had a mug like this yeah. in my life since. Well, I, I, first I sent you a picture, it. didn't I? Saying yeah. you've got—I presume you've already got this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dave said no. I was like, sold. This isn't. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Mad. But it's just the best thing. It's the best. It, it's weird, like because um, I, I presume they scaled them down a bit since. So do you remember when friends started and they yeah. were like the size of your head? These yeah. mugs, like proper. And this is like now, Pete, a good like. I still describe it as a large mug. Like it's if a I good had a size mug, yeah. I had it full of tea. I'd be. Out of character because you don't drink well, tea. Well, I don't drink tea at all, yeah. <laughs> but if full of tea, people would be questioning my sanity. But it that would be a lot. That was good Dave Cribb knowledge there, Beth, that he didn't drink tea. Oh, yeah, thanks yeah I don't really drink hot drinks. Um, Do you a little not? fact that I imagine nobody listening will be interested in, but... <laughs> I you think now it's kn- fascinating when people don't like hot drinks. You now know that. Why? 
I don't know. Um, you wouldn't frequent Central Perk as much as the others, would you? Uh, no, no. no, you wouldn't. Um, I don't know. If I offer somebody a cup of tea when they come to my house and they don't accept it, I feel like weird. It's like the grammar of a social visit for me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I knew you were coming around, I'd get some Diet Coke in. Um, <laughs> Good night. But it's like I just panic and I'm like, oh, do you want a glass of milk? <laughs> and then if they say no to that, I'm just fucked because I, I don't know how to welcome somebody into my house. If right. it's not with tea or coffee, it's sort of, and my family are obsessed with tea, like in a Mrs. Doyle kind of way. So I guess it just throws me off. It's um it's the same for me because it basically means I don't know what to drink if I meet someone before about 3 p.m. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe 1 p.m. depending on the day. But when you sort of have the, you know, you meet someone for a drink and, if, oh, let's go for coffee. Can't do it cup of tea and it's like do I want to drink a hot chocolate and be like a child yeah <laughs> well, and then it, I just want to drink like a glass of water yeah which is fine you know good to keep hydrated but it's very humble a glass of water it is yeah <laughs> and do you know what though I wish I drank coffee because I feel like it would make me more sophisticated when I was a kid I was like one day like I was watching Friends one day I'll yeah, and I'll it's, drink it's coffee it's a cool nice thing to do it's yeah. a social thing isn't it and yeah Friends very much I remember thinking that's that's the dream like them all sat around in that cafe chatting, having right. fun. And that was that's what I love about friends still, is that it's a family and they're friends. Mm. So it's still your family sitcom. Everyone has their different roles within that family, but they're friends, which I guess is, is an obvious thing to say. But as an adult, you go, oh, yeah, that's really nice. That's what you think uni's going to be. And, yeah. you know, I've so ended up living with be. mates a lot longer than I ever thought I might. Yeah. Because um, I always thought I'd settle down and have children at 25. <laughs> Didn't we all, Beth? But look yeah, at us yeah. all now. I know, right? Um, how did you choose your episode of Friends, please? Um, because every time I think of Friends, I think of Ross with those really white teeth. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what's that one? I was like, what's the one? I was saying to my mate that I live with, Lucy, I was like, Lucy, what's the one with Ross's teeth where he whitens them? And she was like, oh, I think it's the one with Ross's teeth. And I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's true because you texted me that and went, oh, it's the, I want to do the one where Ross gets his teeth done. And I was like, I was, I was like, I think it's called the one with Ross's teeth, but she would have just said that. So I'll just double check what it's, it's called. It's so funny because I just, that is so imprinted in my mind. What's really interesting, actually, is it's so imprinted in my mind, that image of Ross with those ultraviolet teeth. Yeah as just such a, a beautiful physical comedy moment. Um, and then when I watched the episode back, that was the moment that I laughed least. And it wasn't the payoff I wanted in the end. Oh. It's really funny when he's got those white teeth throughout and they're in the cafe and he smiles. I was really laughing out loud at that. But at the end, I thought, well, like, as a comedy writer now, I feel like a note I would get if that was a journey would be, yeah, but we expect his date to go badly because his teeth are that white. Yeah. She should love the teeth. Right. She should go, well, your teeth aren't white enough. And he's like, oh, God, she's awful. She it, likes these teeth. Right. It was the interesting thing is that, so we'll get onto this in a minute and we we, we properly dissect Sorry, yeah, it. But yeah. no, no, no. But that is that is literally the first thing I was like, ultimately, it's not that bad. She's she's completely appalled, isn't she? Yeah, like in yeah. a way that is almost implausible. Like Yes, you, especially because everyone's teeth look like that under those lights. Yeah. Why is she, I'd be like more annoyed at her lights. I'd be like, why have you... Ross does make a joke about yeah, those why lights. Have you got a, why have you got a black light? Yeah, <laughs> yeah in exactly. 1999 or whatever. Right, let's talk about it then. The Wall of Ross's Teeth, here's the synopsis in case you haven't watched it recently. Weirdly, on Wikipedia, it's usually fairly comprehensive, these plot lines, aren't they, Pete? This one yep. doesn't even include one of the three storylines, so... Um, right. I'll just have to. So here's what it says on Wikipedia. Uh, so it's series six, episode eight, the one with Ross's teeth. Ross goes too far while trying to impress a date by over whitening his teeth. And Phoebe may or may not have made out with Ralph Lauren, which gets Rachel into trouble with her boss. So that's two of the three. And there's also this storyline where Chandler gets mad at Joey for being too girly because Janine's moved into the flat and started bringing flowers and uh, paintings and art and, you know, just just sort of stuff into the flat uh, and there's this strange we'll talk about this more as we go on but there's this slightly strange like you're not enough of a man anymore it's so odd and it's so odd <laughs> should we start with that one let's start yeah, with that yeah, one because yeah, yeah. that's the one that's a bit like <clears throat> I kind of went back and forth on this storyline right and I think 80 to 90% of it is kind of knowing do you know what I mean so like yeah. it's knowingly written and performed in the sense that you kind of get the impression that Chandler's the idiot right yeah so but then occasionally there's just these moments where, you know, Joey goes, oh, my God, I am a woman. And suddenly I go, oh, is it is it is it quite knowing enough that 
Yeah. You know, it felt like they were undermining undermining it's the, the whole... qualities as well that they they make out to be feminine because there's one point where, Ch- where um, Joey is just slightly sensitive to something Chandler says and it's mm. like, it's, oh, it's not what you said, it's the way you said it. And it's this kind of really just completely petty sort of problem that Joey has. And they attribute that to him being feminine. Yeah. Like, that is a feminine quality. Yeah, that's it. So up until then, so it's basically starts. So this problematic, is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we've hit the problematic uh, buzzer quite early on this yeah. episode. Um, so it, it starts because, so Chandler's moved out now. He's in with Monica. We have Janine in, who is a hmm, so-so character across friends. How do I we think. feel about, yeah, how do we, uh, how do we feel about I find Janine quite annoying in general. Yeah, she's not given much in that air. I think she's made more annoying by not being well acted. I don't think she acts very well. No, I mean, she's not really an actor, is she? Yeah, she, she doesn't bring... Model, yeah. No, she is stunning, though, so... I if mean, she was is... a good actor as well, I'd be fuming. <laughs> You're rubbish in this. <laughs> You're right, though. She isn't really given much to do. I don't think do. she's given much. She also doesn't bring much. No. But she's only she's there for a few episodes. But mm. So, so the, the premise is that she's brought all these stuff. There's flowers and there's potpourri and there's, there's photos on the wall and, and pictures and art. And Chandler comes in and this first scene is like what i was saying about it being quite knowing chandler comes in and basically goes oh mate you're you're a man this is a guy's apartment what's going on and i'm like your brain goes oh god oh it's gonna be awful Mm. but then they undermine it completely quickly by monica coming in and going chandler come on and you know suddenly it's flipped on his head and it's like oh yeah you know chandler's be right there sweetums yeah chandler's subservient to monica and you know, we get the impression that it's just Chandler being a bit of a fool. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of an interesting... I don't think on the Friends problematic scale it registers really high, but there's, no, there are moments there no, are moments it in it, aren't there? It pays off beautifully with him, with her going... I really, really enjoyed her going, do you want all this stuff in your room? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I've lived with men a lot over the years, lots of groups of guys, and there's not a single guy I know that's ever not really enjoyed the cushions and things that I've brought into the house. Like, I hate the gender stereotyping thing. Right. But it is, girls do like nice, pretty things. And guys <laughs> don't seem to care as much in general. Like, some of my male friends that live together, they have some nice things in there. But they are gay, I have to say. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, oh, it's hor- Like, I don't like the gender stereotype thing. And I don't know where it needs to come from. I guess we need to, I, I don't know. I guess it's how we raise boys and girls right. and what we teach them to like. It's like, oh, you'll like this cushion and you'll like this action man. I mean, I don't know. But um, but it is funny because it does resonate and you do relate to it. Because I do think, yeah, like I do have tiny boxes which have got nothing in. <laughs> like, why have I got those? They look pretty. They spark joy when I look at them. And there's some, you know, Tim, who, sorry, this is really often, but but Tim, Dave's friend, who's in the musical Yeah, band. Tim Byrne. I mean, I went to his house and I was like, is there some kind of service where, you know, you can call a handyman or a task rabbit where someone will come in and like fix things and put your furniture together. Can you get a girl in here? Like, can you just pay for someone to just make this a bit nicer? Right. <laughs> and I think most men acknowledge that, that having a girl around does make things nicer. Yeah. So... That I'm glad that that pays off. Yeah, I think I think the whole episode nicely encapsulates the fact that actually Joey's really into it and he gets into it more and more as it goes on. But Chandler just gets more and more irate, doesn't he, as, he, as, as, yeah. as this storyline progresses? Joey just starts as being ignorant about it as well because obviously there's the confusion over him eating the potpourri. That's mm. really funny. <laughs> and the, the gags are great within that storyline. There's such strong gags. Like, it might be a famous watering can. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And this baby, do you know this baby? Because actually that is weird, having a picture of someone else's baby. On the they wa- were fashionable, weren't they, those baby pictures? Yes. But that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they stayed in the 90s. Because yeah. I wouldn't want a picture of a baby with flowers around it. So... Drawing attention to those things also is the ridiculousness of some of the things we have. It's funny too. Um, Talking of them being knowing, this is one of the first references, I think, that um, as part of this storyline, they're all talking about uh, how their bosses hate them. Mm. Um, Central Perk quite early in this episode. And and they all sort of go, oh, maybe just bosses hate everyone in general. This is part of the Ralph Lauren thing. And Joey says... In one of like the quite first knowing bits of friends, kind of, maybe it's because you're all sat around here at eleven thirty on a, yeah, on a yeah, Wednesday yeah. morning, and it's, it's a it's, rare bit of self awareness. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, it's nice funny. that friends acknowledge that, and it's just sort of like, oh yeah, like 
Cool. It's breaking the fourth wall yeah, almost, yeah, isn't it? It is. What, six years in? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, people are starting well, to say. We're all thinking. Yeah, because yeah. my dad used to be like, why haven't they got jobs? Yeah. <laughs> How are they maintaining that flat? What's going on? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so so Chandler basically goes over to Joey's. And, and, and again, we find this bit of Chandler being pulled and pushed uh, in the sort of masculine, feminine st- gender stereotypes, don't we? Because he's spending the day with Monica making something out of old pantyhose or something. Yeah, he's table. putting lavender and rose petals. And I went, that's brilliant. I'm going to do that. <laughs> hey, top tip. Oh, I've got so many old tights that I don't wear. So what, they're putting lavender, lavender in the tights and then the tights are going to go in the well, yeah, drawer. Yeah, you tie so them stop. at the t- top and they make your underwear smell nice. It's, Great. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a required... Is it is it required to make your clean underwear smell cleaner than the? No, I don't think so. But you know, there's always stuff in your drawers that you don't wear, you routinely don't wear, which you should probably throw out. Or unless there are certain things that are nice that you don't wear all the time. Yeah. So it's just a way of just keeping the drawer in general just sort of like nice and fresh smelling. Yeah. I guess. Absolutely. Sold. Top tips. <laughs> Follow top tips and funny. His yeah, friends. yeah. Uh, so Chandler's spending his time doing this. Then he goes over to Joey's where he's flower arranging with Janine and Chandler gets annoyed. And this whole thing pays off uh, against the Ross te- uh, teeth whitening storyline, doesn't it? Because, again, we'll come on to this in a sec, but Monica's been giving him tips on to, you know, she's like, if you can't make your teeth less white, maybe we make your face a different colour. Yeah. Oh, just get some new skin. That was really funny. And then she says, put some makeup on. So Chandler ends up going over to Joey's, finding him flower arranging and then going to Ross's and finding him putting on makeup. Yeah. And and, and that's the payoff where he goes, where are all the men? And he's a bit on the nose, isn't it? That where are all the men? Yeah. It's like, you just just think, well, they sat in the writer's room and went, oh, I don't know. Because they are those difficult ones to top, to end, you know? Did they just go, oh, I'll just say, where are all the men? Yeah, yeah. that'll do. Let's have the day off. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of just saying the same gag all the way through, Chandler, isn't yeah. it? Like, stop being a girl. Why are you not being a man? Yeah. In, in this sort of different wording. Um, and then, like you say, the whole episode pays off with Joey going, sort of telling Janine, look, I can't have all this girly stuff in the flat. Yeah. And he goes, oh, but how about that? I'll put that in my room. I'll put that in. She yeah, yeah, going, yeah. Should we just put it all in your room? <laughs> and I don't know if it's in, this is one of those ones when in the Friends chronology. Do we ever see Joey's room after this? Is it full? Is it is it always full of yeah, potpourri and pictures of babies on walls? I hope that it is. <laughs> yeah. But also actually thinking about it, she, she washes his towel as well, isn't she? And it's like, that's what doesn't sit well with me, those kind of gender things. It's like her only role in this is cleaning She's done his, his laundry. Towel. Yeah. She's done his laundry. with, And there's no sort of like, oh, thanks, you washed my towel. It's just like, of course she's washed his towel. Yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like her only personality in this episode is her girly stuff. And I'm willing to accept girls like girly stuff. Some girls do. But... Yeah, that's that's the problem problematic mm. bit for me. It's almost like she's she she becomes sort of maternal there, doesn't she? She's sort of doing the jobs for her, like for Joey because he's so childish and incapable of doing them himself. It's like leaving your towel on the floor is quite a childish thing to do. Yeah, and she's sort of becoming his mum, isn't she? Yeah, I mean Joey is an is an infant, isn't he at heart? Yeah, and you do wonder if Chandler probably washed his towels when Chandler lived there previously. I imagine that is probably the case. But yeah, so but that's that's the that's the sort of Chandler, Joey, Janine storyline. Where do you want to go next? Teeth or, or Ralph, Ralph Lauren? Lauren? It's funny or you're Loren saying Lauren, Lauren and I'm yeah. saying Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Do you always say Ralph Lauren as it's just because we're talking about an American show? It's just because in Friends I say Ralph Lauren. Lauren, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. I watched this last night. Let's talk Ralph Lauren then. Let's talk Ralph Lauren. Yeah, because I was thinking, would I probably? And then I and then I wanted to see Kenny the copy boy. I'm really gutted I didn't get to see him. <laughs> he sounds fit. Yeah, he does sound fit. Um, so, <laughs> so quite prolific with women, it turns out. Well, I know that's what made me want him even more. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because so, so there's a lot of stuff leading up to this, but the premise is that Phoebe goes to photocopy something at Rachel's work, which in itself is mad. Like. Can I come to your office and photocopy something? Again, you feel like as a comedy writer, the note you'd get is, can we get a more plausible way of getting her there? Like, if you want to get her there, can we try some other ways? (laughs) Phoebe needs to do some, uh, how about Phoebe needs to do some photocopying? Yeah. Sure. What for? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, guys. Irrelevant. (laughs) And then just goes off on her own with Rachel's key card. I mean, we hear Rachel makes a reference later in the episode, like, I don't even know how to use my key card. It's like, Rachel's just giving it to Phoebe. I know. She's wandered off and used the photocopier. Absolutely no problem. So she meets uh, what turns out to be Kenny the copy guy, uh, who, Kenny the copy guy is not a good guy. 
Yeah. Also, it's interesting that you say that I wanted me to. I wanted to. I wanted to see him and meet him because he sounds fit. Because I just thought he must be if he's brazen enough to sort of. Yeah. He's not going to be howling, is he? No. no. <laughs> if he's there, at the, he's if he's picking up at the copy machine. I thought, well, this guy must be pretty charismatic and quite fit. Absolutely. And, like he's thinking quite quickly to make up that he's Ralph Lauren Loren. Yeah, it's quite it's uh, quite opportunistic for him to seize upon Phoebe's ignorance, isn't it? Well, it's interesting, and I was thinking that all the way through. And having not watched this episode for a while, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's interesting." He's he's you know lied about being Ralph Lauren and made out with a girl that doesn't really work there. But Phoebe at no point feels very uh, violated by this. Yeah, no, she doesn't. She, she she almost feels flattered, doesn't it? She that he's lying. <laughs> yeah, she does yeah, that really. Yeah. She does, she makes that noise when she realizes that he he lied to to get her to sleep with him. She's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not very 2019, is it, this whole storyline? But the thing no. for me where I went, oh, man, this is weird, is at the end. Uh, so so Rachel's sort of been getting in with her boss by telling her this gossip, and then she has to tell her boss that the gossip isn't true when she finds out that it is Kenny the copy guy. And, you know, there's this whole back and forth with her boss. But the payoff, which is a really nice one, is that it turns out Rachel's boss once slept with Kenny the copy yeah. guy. So I'm like, Rachel's boss has been there for like 20 years. So are we led to believe that at Ralph Lauren in New York, there's basically this sex pest <laughs> that's been tricking women for 20 years into sleeping with him. Like every time someone comes into the coffee room for the first time, he's like, I'm Ralph Lauren, let's go have sex. And everyone's like, oh, classic Kenny. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Doesn't, doesn't Rachel's boss refer to him as Kenny the copy boy rather than the copy guy, which yes. adds a whole other dynamic to it because it makes him sound about 16. Well, yeah, and like, has he never had promotion? In this all is these the- years? <laughs> like, he's just stayed yeah. in that. He's clearly had promotion from Kenny the copy boy to Kenny the, the copy, copy guy. Yeah. <laughs> that has been his level, yeah. There's a, I mean, we'd love to delve into the life and career of Kenny, really, wouldn't we? He's been there for 20 odd years, yeah, clearly really starting would. as a boy, like Pete says, probably at 18, you know, in the copy room. And, and is he's that still a there. job? Somebody who just does photocopying for people all day? Is that a job? In in certain things. It's like a reprographics department, I guess, isn't it? Then I probably would just be trying to get off with everyone because I'd be so bored. <laughs> like, just photocopying all day. Just something to do. But you know what I'm going to do today? Oh, I don't know. I'll pretend I'm Ralph Lauren. That's what I'll do today. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... Next person who comes in, I'm going to get off with them. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so, yeah. So, Ken, like, guys, a lot of questions around Kenny. Uh, sex pest Kenny. But... Um, the most, the bit of this plot is is Rachel and her boss, isn't it, going back and forward in the lift, and this like cameo from actual Ralph Lauren. Beautiful that was. Yeah, yeah, it's so great, and yeah, it does make you think when a sitcom gets to that level. Of course, those people want to be in it, but now it's sorry, I'm quite distracted now by thinking about the fact that I didn't, as a woman, sort of register that that's not okay, that he was pretending he was Ralph Lauren to get off with her. Do you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like 2019 wise. <laughs> yeah, but. Everything that we, all the dialogue, all the things we're talking about now, me too wise, and, you know, is forcing me to go back over my whole life and all of my interactions and things going, oh, actually, that wasn't okay. Yeah. And that wasn't okay. And, and things, crucially, just because of what you said about Phoebe's reaction, is things I was flattered by. And then I look back and think, oh, I shouldn't have really been flattered by that. Like being given a job because the boss goes, oh, I didn't think you'd be any good at it. Just thought you had great tits. And I was like, oh, is that nice? <laughs> I know it sounds horrendous. I'm almost embarrassed to admit it. But he's like, oh, I just wanted to sleep with you. And I'm like, oh, cool. Wow. Like 18. I think that is... Being flattered by Yeah, that. and you know, obviously that's not right. But I think there is part of this scenario where you have to reassess what people's priorities are at various ages do you know what I mean and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Mu- it's much easier for us to look and you know things have progressed and people are much more aware of that stuff now but you know like you are you have com- got great tips <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is why you're that on is, the podcast yeah, that's why <laughs> well, <laughs> no but what I'm saying is you're one of the most aware people of all this I know but in the past, it just shows that, like, what your different priorities were. Yeah, there is a very hefty portion of everyone's, like, growing up where basically being fancied is mainly what we're after. Yeah, you know what I mean? got, like, yeah massively. When you're and in so adolescence in your early 20s or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, career will be great. We'll get there. We'll get to that. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. what you really want to do is be fancied by the people yeah. that we want to be fancied by. Yeah. So there is an element that you would be flattered by that sort of thing. And it's awful. And definitely there's 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 many, many problems with it. But it's probably why you might not have registered that in the in the first instance, you know, watching it back. Because it was like, yeah, you know, someone fancies me and wants to have sex with me. Great. Yeah. And certainly if that's the, the narrative, and then years ago when you're young and you're watching that, you're like, 
oh yeah, she's flattered. That's okay. Yeah, I'm going to be okay if somebody lies to me and just because they fancy me. Yeah, that's fine. The, the position of this podcast, for clarity, dear listener, is that we do not approve of any of this behaviour. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Kim, um, there's these two great scenes with Ralph Lauren, aren't there, in the in the elevator? <clears throat> Ralph Lauren has two lines. And they are the same line. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know how much he got paid. I would. I was just thinking that the first time he gets in the elevator and he says, "Hi, Kim," turns around, delivers it. I mean, great, great bit of acting from Ralph. Cracking. Turns around, stands there for ten seconds, and walks up the lift. And then about ten minutes later, the exact same scene, the exact same line in a exact different same suit. pose yeah. he's doing in the lift as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. I just you must have been there for twenty minutes yeah. max. They'll have done three takes of that. I mean, how anyone got it wrong, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a strange, like, that you have to really reassess. And it's the moments like this, where you, like you say, that Ralph Lauren is so famous. The fact you can just have this throwaway storyline about making out with Ralph Lauren and he's in it. Yeah. Is mad. Mad. Like, absolutely insane. And just like a testament to how big this show was at the time. Oh, yeah, it's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... You watch that initially, I imagine, and you go, ah, oh, it's Kenny the copy guy, obviously, because they couldn't get Ralph Lauren to be in it. And then the brilliant way that they do it is that they do have Ralph Lauren in it, but just completely subverting it in a different way. And yeah. he just wanders in, stands in a lift and leaves again. Yeah. I wonder if he had any input with the storyline, because it's, it's such a fascinating thing when people play themselves. Yeah. Because I was thinking, I wonder if he is married and if they did want to do a thing where he had a bit of a thing with somebody. And right. he was like, I'm not going to, I don't want people thinking that. I don't know. It That's just, interesting, yeah. You know, I'd be interested in his input. Because if you're uh, guesting in something playing yourself. I imagine Ralph Lauren, as a company, have had a fair amount of sort of say over friends over the past year up till then, because... I don't, I, this is something we've talked about before, haven't we, Pete? But when Rachel gets a job at like Bloomingdale's or Ralph Lauren, you mu- there must be some sort of dialogue with that yeah, company. Yeah, they, they must have placement? run it. Do you think they must that's have... what I was thinking because they also, it, it's also the way that they make Bloomingdale's look like it is Rachel's dream to work at Bloomingdale's and it is her mm. dream to work at Ralph Lauren. And right. they are made to look like these, well, they are very glossy, like high end brand, brands, obviously. But they, are made to look very good, aren't they? Yeah, so there must have... I, I, it must be, because you wouldn't take that risk otherwise, would you? There's no reason why Rachel has to work at Ralph Lauren. She no. could just work at, you know... You could just make up a fashion house yeah. name yeah. That, that she just works at, but it is this really well-known one. So I presume it is uh, probably a fairly heavy whack of money. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> changing hands for that sort of product placement. So I, I wonder how often like Ralph Lauren was just involved in friends storylines yeah. again it's not really how we do it at Ralph can you uh, can you change that and you know all this sort of stuff yeah, and then maybe one day he out? was just like yeah I don't know can we get Pete should we get Ralph Lauren on the podcast <laughs> yeah, we, can, we can ask <laughs> give him two lines yeah, yeah. <laughs> hi Dave hi Pete <laughs> <laughs> just come in twice That'd yeah yeah um, but yeah I mean the question I was going to ask you uh, Beth and Pete uh, this is in both of your wheelhouses but not mine because there's a lot of chat about how good looking Ralph Lauren is do we agree? No. No, I just thought I would, possibly, because I thought you could just say you got off with Ralph Lauren then, and that would be fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, you never yeah. guess who I got off with, guys. Ralph Lauren. Um, someone wearing a Ralph Lauren shirt. Oh, no, <laughs> Ralph Lauren, actual Ralph Lauren. So, yeah, no, he's not fit, is he? Right, so this is the reason I ask, right? So because, because this goes back to what we've just been talking about. So I uh, was like, I don't have like a judgment on this. For sure, but I looked at him and went, I don't think he's the sort of man that everyone would fancy. Like, (laughs) they walk in, Rachel, Phoebe, Monica and Chandler all make a comment about how attractive he is. He's hardly a pin-up, is he? And we're still asking how much input he had on this Right, episode. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll do what you want, guys. As long as you yeah. say I'm proper fit and, like, everyone in the cast has to fancy me, even the straight men. Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, this, this, can I, we can only come to the conclusion that Ralph Lauren's involvement was basically like, <laughs> as long as we make it clear, guys, that uh, I am really fit and attractive, then I will be in this episode. Because, yeah, he's, he's not really, is he? I'm just on his Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um... Loren is not his surname. Oh, yeah. His real surname, and it's no mystery as to why he's changed this, is Lifshitz, which <gasps> is L-I-F-S-H-I-T-Z. Oh, Lifshitz. my God. Um, which doesn't really scream high-end, does it, to have shit in your surname? <laughs> Ralph Lifshitz Polo. Yeah, it's not quite the same, is it? Real first name, Ralph? 
Uh, real first name is Ralph, yeah. Great. I wonder what young Ralph Lauren looked like, if whether he would previously have been very... Uh, uh, Can you Google that? Yeah, I am. still no. Still no. Still Not no really. to it? No. Well, there you go. Like, guys, we know why this episode exists now. It's a real PR job to get someone to sleep with Ralph Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> is he, was he married in 1999, Pete? This is a real thing. If on um, his Wikipedia it says divorced 1998. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> then incredible. we can say he's like. One moment, please. Yeah, he was, he's been married to his wife since 1964. Oh, <gasps> fair play to Ralph, eh? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, they were they were very much together. Oh, that is nice on one hand, but yeah. a real shame that I I, I would have shame. loved us to have discovered that Ralph Lauren basically used the, the world's biggest television show to yeah, try and get needs, laid. Yeah, who needs Tinder? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbelly podcast. It's a family one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, the teeth. The headline. The headline storyline in this episode. So let's let's talk it through from the start because I've got a lot of questions about the teeth, right? Mm -hmm. Ross has got a date with uh, Hillary, Monica's assistant chef or something or other, uh, who's A, only just split up with her boyfriend. He's so, predatory, Ross, isn't he? It's, it's a bit... He used to be my favourite character, and then I read one of those BuzzFeed articles about how awful <laughs> Ross is, <laughs> like gaslighting people and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's oh, a shame. <laughs> Ruined Ross. Ruined Ross forever. And yeah. Kenny the copy guy. <laughs> um, it all comes about because I think Monica and Chandler are chatting, aren't they? And Chandler goes, how's work? And Monica goes, oh, Hillary's still upset because she's literally just broken up with her boyfriend or something. Mm. And Ross goes, hey, how about you set us up then? And to be fair, to Ross's credit, he obviously anticipates Monica's reaction because she doesn't go, no, stop being a douche. Like, yeah, let her get yeah, over yeah. it. She's like, yeah, right, cool. When, tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and basically tomorrow night they're on the date. Here's my main first question. Does such a product exist that can make teeth that white overnight? I don't know. Who's that guy with the really white teeth? Is it Rylan? What's his name? Oh, yeah, Rylan yes. Carnier, yeah. Yes. His teeth are that white in my head. Like, that's... I wonder how he did it. Yeah, but has he done that overnight? Like we're led to believe. Well, this no, date I don't. Yeah, it's within twenty-four or forty-eight hours or something. It looks like he's put proper like tipex, bright tipex yeah. on them. Yeah, it's also the way that under eventually under the black light they are. It's almost like light is coming from the teeth, like they yes. are battery powered. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second question is: Have you ever? Because I just the number of things I panic or prepare or anything before a date before a first date 
I've never once even given my teeth a second thought. Do you know what I mean? That's like so far down the list of like, what are you going to wear? How are you going to do your hair? Where are you going to go? What you, you know, all the, the so many things to panic about. And Ross seems to have just gone, do you know what, guys? The one thing I need to sort out <laughs> before this date is my teeth. They are not white enough. Yeah, it's funny because that isn't set up in any way, is no, it? Nobody just... said anything. <laughs> He's just all of a sudden gone, yeah, exactly. What should I think about where I might take her on the date? Yeah. No, I'm going to go to the dentist. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Get some teeth whitening trays. It's, it's really weird. It comes so far out of left field, doesn't it? He just arrives yeah. and smiles and goes, you notice anything different? And nobody really questions what... Everyone goes, you're an idiot. You've left this stuff on too long. But nobody really questions why he's done it in the first place. <laughs> is this no, before or after? Is this before or after his tan incident? Because I just think that ties in quite nicely with Ross obviously being, well, perhaps overly conscious of his appearance and trying to go to some lengths to make himself look better. Yes, and, right, yeah. Because it's quite, well, it's quite a similar storyline, isn't it? Ross does something to try and make himself look better and it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true, actually. It's, it's basically the exact same storyline, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the one with Ross's tan is series. 10 isn't it so uh, oh it's much later then so it's much later it's really satisfying i think um as a woman to see something like that happen because there's so many things that you prepare for a date as a woman that i think men don't um when you think about waxing and shaving your legs and all the things we do and whitening teeth is one of the things i've done like it? it will i might sort of go Oh, yeah, I'll put the, if I've got a date, I might go, I'll put the teeth bleaching things in a couple of times this week. I I don't know if it's something, it's it's just another way of making yourself look nice. But when you think about doing your hair and your makeup and the money we spend and the, you know, you might buy something new to wear. And I really feel like lots of the single men I know don't put in that effort. And just the, the amount of times like your tan's gone streaky or you've got bumps from your wax or like one of my friends had, um, she'd had a facial and then she got her upper lip. Uh, threaded and it left really bad bruising so she looked like she had a moustache so it's really satisfying as a woman seeing a man have a disaster thing happen I think yeah no that's kind of why that's kind of why I asked it but you're right like we I've never you know I'd basically just my my thought process would be like where should we go and I'm gonna wear a shirt or a t-shirt yeah exactly (laughs) that's why yeah so there's a really good meme like which is just someone furious I think it's a Beyonce picture and just going at when you've waxed your leg, when you've like waxed, you know, this list of things that women do yeah. to get a, could we do tomorrow instead? Yeah. And it's so <laughs> true. It's like, really? So that's satisfying. Yeah, that he's had his, and like you say, Pete, it's exactly the same as when he gets the tan later on. So it is a quite a nice sort of consistent trait of Ross's that he's, and Ross is, we do know Ross is kind of vain and pan- paranoid about his looks as well. There's very early episodes where uh, Rachel's having a go of using too much hair gel yeah. in his hair. And, uh, you know, he gets really worried about how he looks and really... So it's kind of consistent with his character yeah. in that sense. Um, so he try, So that we then sort of embark on this series of possible solutions, which is basically like trying to find a colour T-shirt that will tone it down and they rule out all of the colours. And then Monica says, you know, there was that nice skin line that you referenced earlier. And then Monica basically says, you've got to put some makeup on, which I still not quite followed the logic of. They did, that That feels like that's there just so Chandler can yeah. walk in on him putting makeup on, <laughs> yeah. which is fine by me because it works. <laughs> and, and Ross is really uh, sort of a bit too against putting makeup on, isn't it? He's like, absolutely. Like, it's the worst thing you could possibly imagine. Yeah, which is, and and that's where I think, like, the messages that are sent out are a real sort of, in general, problematic. When you go, oh, let's not, you know, young boys who might want to put makeup on, let's not send that message. Let's not do this. It's weird, isn't it? Let's not have the, oh, you're not a man thing, because that's always toxic masculinity stuff. It's like, oh, it's so gross, like, doing that, you're not a man if you do this thing. So whilst there's some really brilliant jokes in there, overall you're just left with this like frustration of since when is it awful for a man to put a bit of makeup on? Right. Well, and what's interesting is now watching it back, it doesn't. I didn't even now worry that if someone watched it today, they would be put off wearing makeup. I'd be like, today they just it looks a bit archaic and it looks a bit old. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. Just looks a bit like a dinosaur's opinion. So I think people would just watch it and go, oh, you're laughing at Chandler, the nineties guys. Kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, so God. you laugh at the person who's taken the piss out of. So in that respect, framing it that way, yeah. absolutely fine. But, but at I the think, time, I think you're right. It would there would have been. Yeah, because if people look at Chandler and go, oh, I'm Chandler, because we've all said who we are yeah. as friends. I'm Chandler. It's like that's that's what you're yes. giving out. Yeah, yeah. But I think in general, 
just it just works so well for me because visually it is so funny. You just can't beat a bit of visual comedy. And that way he does that <laughs> when he walks in and he does that slight smile and his teeth just show through <laughs> yeah. is such good physical comedy acting. He's so good, isn't he? We, so good. Yeah, really... And there's that brilliant line of Rachel's where she interrupts him asking if if she's noticed anything by saying, what, your teeth? Yeah, I noticed them from outside. Because oh, yeah, that's Putting down as well. So, oh yeah, no, I saw this from outside. Yeah, that's superb. She acts that brilliantly as well because she is. She obviously wants to talk about the Ralph Lauren thing, yeah, so she's yeah, got this yeah. thing on her mind, and she's so dismissive of Ross. It's like, so guys, I need to talk to you. He's like, no, he's like, your teeth. Yeah, I saw him from outside. Piped out. Yeah, yeah, get yeah, out of my yeah, face. Yeah. Your teeth are ludicrous. You're mad. <laughs> yeah. Go away. Yeah, that's um, great. But yeah, this whole. I mean, David Schumer acts this whole thing so well, but I just. So we get the date, and he basically doesn't speak for the entire date. He just goes, mm-hmm. yeah. In various different ways as well, which you yeah. know, they, it, the way he makes those noises fit perfectly with the conversation. Like yeah. He, yeah. His tone on them is perfect. But he basically doesn't open his mouth for what we can only imagine is the whole of dinner. Yeah. yeah. And then by the end, he sort of he probably realised that the noises, that he's exhausted just making the noises. So he started holding bread in front of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's... A bit of bread and there's that nice line about, you know, I just like the smell. Yeah. But what I'd like to do is look at this from the other side, right? Because I think Hillary has got some serious issues. Yeah. <laughs> because Hillary at the end of this date goes, I think we've really connected. Right? <laughs> yeah. She says, this is one of the best first dates I've ever been on. And from her perspective, a man has come round, not opened his mouth, <laughs> made some creepy <laughs> yeah. noises and started smelling bread for a bit. Yeah, That's yeah. all that's happened. And yeah. she's like... This is the best date I've ever... Poor old Hillary. What's she been through in the past? I know. Can I just pitch that maybe she's exclusively been dating comedians that talk about themselves the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What sort of... uh, Is that sort of an experience thing, Beth? (laughs) I've been dating all these comedians and actors and (laughs) you spend an evening listening to someone talk about themselves long enough and you go, oh, that's a great solution. (laughs) Ross not opening his mouth. Uh, We we sort of join this during dinner, don't we? And Ross going, "Mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it kind of works when she's in full flow telling him about herself. But I couldn't help but imagine what happened when he arrived at her apartment uh, <laughs> earlier in the day. Because You'd bring someone in for a hug so quickly, wouldn't you, you think, if you were trying to hide like, your teeth? Open yeah, the yeah. door and you just envelop her in a hug and go, hey, how are you? Yeah. Get all that out and then push her away and go, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dinner. Mm-hmm. And it is funny. And what I, like in some ways it works, in some ways it doesn't, in terms of the plausibility of whose teeth could be that white in a day. <laughs> but I think that it's that meaning over logic, that Robert McKee thing I always think of. And okay, logically it doesn't work, but the the comedy you get from it means that it's enough to forgive the logic for me yeah. for comedy purposes so all I think you let go so much of the plausibility there oh, because of that cuz it's so nice to watch also it works because it is that thing, like my friend with the bruised like moustache thing, and you know I've had a couple of things before. Like if you've got a big spot or something, and you think I don't, they're probably going to be looking at this the whole time. Do I bring this up? Do I just at the start go right? I've got a massive spot on my face. Yeah. And you have those things where you go, oh, I don't know. Do I just address it straight away? And people always say don't address things like that straight away because people probably won't notice. Yeah. It's interesting the decision he makes. I would have liked to have seen a bit of that. Do I just tell her? Do yeah. I just fess up and Do go, look, I've left this teeth bleach on. This is really embarrassing. It, of course, not for the comedy, but you want to see why that decision's happened, I think. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because like this goes back to what I was saying right at the start. of like, actually, at the end of the day, it's not that bad. If you, t- if you turned up to a date and you went, Look, before we start, <laughs> yeah. cards on the table, I put some teeth <laughs> yeah. bleach on and I'll be honest, it's gone a bit wrong. Yeah. And you show it and you have, probably have a laugh about it for five seconds and yeah. then that's it. Yeah. The end. And it's probably a nice icebreaker. Really nice icebreaker. Yeah. But he's so paranoid about how it's gone wrong and how it looks. And then we get this lovely moment where he finally thinks he's out of the woods because she turns the light off. Yeah. And <laughs> he hasn't clicked that. You know, his teeth are going to basically glow like a UV light under that black light. Yeah. So he's, you can almost hear that relief when he's like, oh, nice pictures. Or should I say groovy? <laughs> like, cause, I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. be honest. The most implausible thing about that whole storyline is uh, Hillary's apartment. What's she, what's, <laughs> what's she living in? What's I she know. living in? It's, it's like the 1960s. She, she has not changed it. Yeah, yeah. Just like UV paintings everywhere and Love a black and light. Lamps. And then he turns around. And yeah, she's so disgusted by it that I feel like, do you know what, Ross, mate? 
Walk away. Yeah. Hillary's not for you. Yeah, not for you at all. She's had what she thinks is a great day. And she genuinely says the words, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> I know. Like he's just like got his dick out. Do you know, know what I mean? Like for no reason. <laughs> like that. those words really belie a completely different They really action, do. And they? I think that's why I was, I couldn't believe how disappointed I was at the end. I was yeah. like, no, come on, pay that off better. Make her go, oh, wow. Like, I love really white. There's nothing worse than somebody with, <laughs> yeah. you know, really yellow teeth that hasn't addressed. It. Like she yeah, should like love it. White teeth and my so aphrodisiac. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So he's done all of that, hiding his face behind the bread for nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. it surely, you know, it has to be subverted. Poor old Ross. Poor old Ross. <laughs> should we do the quiz? Let's do the <gasps> is there quiz. A quiz. Yes. Yeah, there is a quiz, isn't there? There's a quiz, mate. There's a quiz. So, um, five questions. Attention to detail. Question one. <clears throat> you've already, you've already made reference to. So. It's kind of nice when this happens because it gives you a nice running start. Okay. What year is this episode set? 1999. 1999. Because Ross makes that good reference of who's got a black light in 1999. Yes. Um, And again, they they reference the years very occasionally in Friends, but Mm. it is kind of weird when they do because it takes it away from being so timeless because you're like... Shit, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I was doing my GCSEs. I was fa- sorry, I was failing my GCSEs. <laughs> <laughs> Before Y2K, guys. Uh, question two: Which famous photographer took the photo of the baby that Janine has hung up in Joey's apartment? It's, I know this. It's Anne Getty, isn't it? Is it? We'll give you that. Anne Geddes, yeah. Geddes. Close. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Getty. Close. Get one point for Anne. Yeah, one point for Anne. <laughs> oh. no, we'll, we'll give you the full point. That is because uh, weirdly. When Janine says it, she almost she's like Anne Giddy, like she's she pronounces it. Yeah, it just stuck in my mind because I remember I knew what they were. I was like, yeah, I remember those. Yes. Question three: What is Joey's flower arranging tip for Monica? Oh, um, I logged this because (laughs) I thought I wonder if that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You sear the end of the stem in the pan because yeah. it keeps them fresher for longer. I mean, that is almost word for word the exact answer. Yeah, because yeah, is that true? I don't know. Mad. Because I, I always have fresh flowers in the house. I was, I'm was i surprised that that would work because surely like, if you're damaging the end of a flower, then it can't soak up the well, water. Well, yeah, because I always trim them. Because I always have fresh flowers in the house. Because you're a girl. Because I'm a girl. <laughs> girl, you're a girl and your flowers. <laughs> I mean, all I could think then was how mad would you think someone was if you walked in on them frying flowers? <laughs> I was just like, just had this image of you like getting into your flat at the end of the day and find your your flatmate just fr- why you, why you got flowers in the frying pan? Oh, wow. you have lost it. Um, question four. Uh, where mm. was Rachel supposed to cancel a fabric order from? <gasps> oh, gosh. This is where we get a niche. So the context of this, she's in the lift with Kim, yeah. the boss. And Rachel basically admitting that it didn't happen. And she says, you know, that thing I told you yesterday didn't happen. And she's like, you forgot to cancel a fabric order from... Oh, and she my goes, gosh. well, two things didn't happen. Is I mean, this is a detail. Taiwan. Is correct. Is it? Oh yes. my god! Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Very good. It is. Did you? Did that just come to you in yeah. a flash? That's great. Question five for a full house. Oh my gosh! Monica says she's going to teach Joey how to make a bird feeder out of just two things. What are those things? A pine cone. Yeah. And oh, I think it's peanut butter. It is. Yes. Very good. Oh my gosh. Five out of five. And then, because then Joey goes, I love birds. Yeah. <laughs> I love birds. What is she actually doing? Just dipping a pine cone in some peanut butter? Well, I was imagining that she was sort of smearing it between the layers. Ah. And then the birds sort of perch and they can like peck into the pine yeah. cone. Yeah. I think she's overused she's made the words. <laughs> sort of, I'll show you how to make one. Basically, I'm going to show you how to dip a pine cone <laughs> yeah, in peanut yeah, butter yeah. and then put it outside. <laughs> Um, but yeah, five out of five. Oh Beth my Granville. gosh, that, I'm so chuffed. That puts you right at the top of our leaderboard that we don't really keep track of. But it <laughs> well, is you will best. be now. Yes. I will be. The best you could have possibly done. Aww. Congratulations. Even better. One better than Adam Hess, who has a notoriously wonderful memory. Yeah, he does. But he got one wrong. Um, there you go. Thanks for doing the podcast, mate. Yeah, Pleasure. thank you Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. I really, really enjoyed that. What thank an you. absolute treat. Uh, next week, we shall be back, shan't we, Pete, for more Friends with Friends. Stay tuned yes. for the little bit after the music to find out a with whom and a which episode. Until then, a goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 
Hey, we're still here. Look, uh, next Hi. week on Friends with Friends is the wonderful actor and writer Yasmin Akram. Hello, Yasmin Akram. Hi. Uh, could you tell us, please, which episode <laughs> uh, you have picked to talk I, about? I interrupted you there. I am going to. Should we do that again? Uh, we've, I, I, what, I think now we've interrupted each other so much and it's been so stilted that I'm just going to leave this as it is. Just in the, the, listen, so, okay, let's just this do is a real it. sort of it's real behind way. the scenes. It's an absolute shambles. <laughs> sometimes we're slick, sometimes we're just not. So. Sometimes it just happens like this. Um, I am picking the one with the proposal. The one with the proposal. Mm. We'd focus mostly on part one. Focus yeah. on part one. We will just acknowledge part two. We'll briefly. touch on part two, and you know, so it's it's worth you. So if you're gonna, if you're doing your homework, go and watch part one. But if it runs over into part two on Netflix, hey, let it happen. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a great joke in there. <laughs> uh, see you next week. Bye. Greatbigowl.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.